Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. So, I just learned about the coronavirus. I was not 100% up to speed of it. Monica Lindstrom in for Pamela Hughes today. But the coronavirus is potentially a hell of a lot more serious than maybe I've been giving it credit for. Can I use this as an example? Why are you laughing already? (laughs) Because you've been saying it comes from drinking too much Corona. By the way, it doesn't. That is a different. Of course, it's more serious than that. That's a different virus entirely when you have too much Corona. (laughs) This is not this, the coronavirus. So its origination is in China. Okay. Mm -hmm. There are three cities in China, including one of them. Wuhan, W-U-H-A-N. Yeah, it sounds like it. Have you ever heard of Wuhan? Nope. Could you find it on a map? Nope. Wuhan has 11 million people in it. It has more than New York City. Wow. And I've never heard of it. (laughs) I was today years old when I found out there was a city of 11 million people in China called Wuhan. So here's the point. Wuhan, along with two others that I'm not even going to begin to pronounce. Try to pronounce. With a total of 20 million residents between these three cities, have been quarantined. Let me say that again. Can you imagine? So put it this way. New York City, Philadelphia, and let's throw Newark in. Okay. Are quarantined where you can't get in or out. Some cities in China are going on lockdown. In Wuhan, they have enacted a travel ban after this virus sickened more than 600 people and killed nearly 20. Anybody that got out of Wuhan before that ban went into effect will be funneled through one of five U.S. airports that are performing mandatory screenings. Doctors I spoke with expect to see more cases of the coronavirus here in the United States. Again! Imagine a city like New York, the size of New York, where they have suspended all planes, trains, and ferries in and out of the city. You cannot leave, and you can't go in. This makes me think it's a hell of a lot more dangerous than they're saying. Uh, Yeah, definitely. 20 million Chinese are confined to barracks in their homes. And... It has hit America. It has. There's one American patient that was being treated. Mm -hmm. In fact, there was a Phoenix mom here who had to take her baby to PCH. Oh, goodness. And ended up having the coronavirus. Wow. So she was panicking. She was scared. I can imagine. She said she knew it was serious when all of a sudden a whole bunch of different doctors were coming into the room because you you don't need all those doctors. It's just a normal cold, right? Serious. So apparently the coronavirus is very common. Okay. It's just the strain that are appearing in China right now are very serious and and they're scary. And by the way, I was listening to CNN this morning driving in just because I'm waiting for the impeachment trial. Got it. And I like listening to it. I know I'm a weirdo. And I found out, you know where it comes from? No. It comes from animals. But guess where this one came from? I don't know. Snakes. 
Oh, yeah. Snakes. At the Chinese market that okay. they started with the quarantine, it came from snakes. Why are they having snakes at the market? I Well, th- there can we I, go. Can we get back to that? Yeah, that's a This is why scary. I don't eat Chinese food, mm-hmm. by the way, because every time I hear talk about Chinese food, it's a bunch of animals I don't want to eat. You know, this just solidifies my, uh, my thought that snakes are of no good to anybody ever on this earth and should be eradicated. Here's one of the other. So, so I digress. There is a, a genuine concern. And, and people that are in this, you know, the infectious disease world, the CDC, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they live with this fear. And it's a very genuine fear. We Think of it this. We are lucky that we don't deal with pandemics of this scale. Ooh, speaking of pandemics. Because, listen, they're saying we won't have a vaccine for at least three months. Well, here's Doc Simpson. Oh, our Doc. Yep, our doc. This is what he says, and he does bring up the word pandemic. He brought up pandemic, too. Okay. Here we go. The current virus, which is seen out of a portion of China, is of concerning because it also appears to have transmission from people to people, not just animal to people. And there have been a number of deaths with that. Not too many, but just enough that there is a concern that if this virus mutates, it can cause potentially another pandemic. Bum, bum, bum. We need to start walking around with masks and staying away from animals. Is that what we're at? And now people. <laughs> Doc says. I wish you good luck, from by the way. People. Stay away from everything, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I don't think we're quite at that yet. But Not if here. I was traveling. Oh, goodness. If I was traveling, if I was getting on a plane, because I have some girlfriends that travel a lot for work. Yeah. And one of them, she wears a mask anyway. Really? Because you can get just all kinds of sure, germs on the plane. genuinely flying. And you. she goes overseas a lot, including China. I bet she will be all about the mask. She might have a full head helmet. <laughs> For so, this. Uh, Atlanta, Chicago, L.A., uh, New York, Kennedy, and San Fran are all airports that are doing these special screenings for and, people who are coming from these Chinese cities. And the reason why we're not doing it here in Phoenix we, yet... We don't have, like, direct flights we, to Wuhan, yeah, do we? we have very Wuhan, few Wuhan. international nonstop flights and none to China. I did not know that. Yeah, none to China. Um. And again, can we just get back to the point that there is a city larger than New York named Wuhan in China that right now you're not allowed to leave or go into and they've canceled all transportation. You know what? That sounds like a movie. That sounds like the makings of a uh, again, movie. You replace Wuhan with New York. Mm-hmm. Don't you think we'd have mass panic in this country oh, if that happened? gracious. If they said we are shutting down New York, you can't. we've shut down the bridges. Mm-hmm. Can't drive across, can't walk across them. There's no more trains in and out of the city. There's no more buses. And we've closed the airports. Well, Ma- and- I think you would have mass panic. And think about the food. Because it's not like, uh, you know, New York or Manhattan grows their own food, right? So food needs to come in. That's but if fair. they're quarantined, no food can come in. And then the meat that's already in there, I would not be eating any meat. Because it's, it's supposed to come from animals. Uh-huh. I, I mean, so, yeah, there'd be panic just because of the not being able to get in and out. The traveling would cause major problems all across Again, the country. I've, I've heard about these different viruses and we hear about these illnesses and they're mm-hmm. always somewhere else. And mm-hmm. you might, you know, nobody ever gets them here. But when you what got my attention was 20 million Chinese in three cities have basically been told, don't leave your home and we're going to make it so you can't. Mm hmm. Kind of that scary. is 
that is like another level of, okay, now you've got my attention. Mm -hmm. Now you've got my attention. Although, again, I don't know what to do to prevent the coronavirus in my life. Well, they're all wearing masks and you're going, you could very well get the coronavirus, just not the strain from snakes they're talking about. <laughs> the evil snakes. The snake version. Yes. Going back to Monica Lindstrom's argument that snakes have no socially redeeming they value. Don't. They have really? no value, period. Not even socially. They eat Just mice. None. Is that good? Uh, cats eat mice. Ouch. Okay. You can have cats. <laughs> I'd rather have cats than snakes. Snakes are. Ugh. So the uh, coronavirus, uh, there are concerns of it here in the United States. We are taking precautions at airports, specifically with uh, people traveling from China. But, and you uh, should drink Modelo instead. Ouch. Look at that. She had to bring it back to the beer drink. <laughs> right. She is Monica Lindstrom in for Pamela Hughes. So a lot of people think this is the way of the future. Think about all the things you do on your phone, right? All of the different things you do on your phone. Are we ready for? And is it time that you can vote on your phone? We'll talk about one city is trying it. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. We've got Monica Lindstrom in for Pamela today. And up in Seattle, specifically the county that Seattle's in, it's uh, King County, can now use their cell phones to vote in their upcoming county board of supervisor election. That you will be able to vote via cell phone and count me as one that says it's about darn time i think we should make voting as easy as possible and i do everything else on my phone why can't i vote i think that it should be easy but not too easy because i want people to actually think about who they're voting for really do you yeah i do because what's the quiz for people to actually think about what they're voting for have you met some voters i no. okay I, I understand, but Arizona, we're always talking about the stupid legislation that our legislators put out there. Well, we vote those legislators in, right? So some people think that we should only worry about the national stuff. No, we need to no, worry about the local no. stuff. So I understand making voting easy, but I also want people to actually have to think a little bit about who they're choosing, because those people write our laws, but, which okay, are so scary. What is, fair enough, but what is the fundamental difference? Between... Between voting on your phone for your county board of supervisors Mm -hmm. and filling out the mail-in ballot on your kitchen counter. Tradition. I think a little bit of tradition and it takes more time to... Does it take more time? Yeah, because you have to fill out the ballot, you have to put it in the envelope and you have to mail it, which means that you have to go to a blue box because usually you can't mail things out of your house So you're telling me, Monica, that the physical act Mm -hmm. of taking, putting the piece of paper in an envelope and Mm -hmm. walking it out to your mailbox Mm -hmm. proves that you're serious about voting. I don't know if it (laughs) proves you're serious, but I think that... You took it seriously. You took it a little bit more seriously than just doing a a little Twitter poll on your phone. Because that's essentially what it would be. I think you're demeaning the voting on the phone, (laughs) on the smartphone. And and here's why I'm in favor of it. You ready? Yep. I think about all the things. And then I was... Nope. Okay. Uh... I think about the things that I do on my phone now. Okay. And and something I like do on my Twitter? phone. Yeah, that's, Twitter? Yeah. Twitter polls? <laughs> but I do 
a lot of um, banking through yeah. my phone. Yeah, I like do I too. deposit checks. I take the picture. Yes, I do that. Okay, I hate going to banks. Yes, right? uh-huh. and I can pay bills. Yep, uh, through my through my phone. And You're there's right. a- there's apps for that. I'm looking at mine right I now. I can pay taxes on my phone. Right, and I'm gonna say I don't know. Maybe I'm alone on this. My bank account and my money is more sacred to me than my vote. So if I'm willing to use my phone and trust my phone mm-hmm. to keep track of my money, mm-hmm. I think I'm okay with it voting. Do you well, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, maybe you say your vote is more important than your money. Good luck to you. My money's mo- money comes near the top for me. I make yeah. no bones about mm-hmm. it. Well, because we have to survive and live. There is that. Yeah. So if I'm willing to use my iPhone to do financial transactions, and I trust when I do this, pay that, take a picture of the check, that it happens. Why would I think voting is something that we couldn't possibly dream about doing on the phone? Well, it's not that we couldn't possibly dream about doing it. I just think about the potential for voter fraud that's out there. Just and like I the also, potential for financial fraud? Yeah. Okay. Um, I also think about the cost. Arizona seems to screw up elections somehow anyway, right? Whether it's bad language in the pamphlet that goes out or closing voting places or whatever it may be. I think you're making an argument for phones. (laughs) Good point. Um, But we... I think we would have to put so much money, time and effort and brains that I just don't think are out there to make sure that the voting by phone would be proper, it would be safe, and it would be legitimate. Now, if we could figure out a way to do all that, then I'm all for it. Okay, Monica, and my point to you is my bank has figured out to make yeah. sure that it's private me. company. It's safe yeah, uh, and it's legitimate, company, right? And a bank has a lot of money. I don't see the country, and I definitely don't see Arizona, because we seem to screw things up so much, being able to figure this out so that it is constitutional, appropriate, um, and doesn't have problems. But again, you make the argument, and, and it's a solid one, that we mess up ballots, uh, polling locations and issues there, and, and mm-hmm. the, the voter rolls, or mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. If you could do it on your phone... We could address those a heck of a lot easier than we could talking to some volunteer who can't find your name in the phone book. I think it's definitely the wave of the future. I just don't think Arizona is there yet. And I also don't think a lot of our population is there yet. A lot of our population, maybe under 50, is ready to give it a try. They do everything on their I know, phones. but there's something about voting. There's something about that patriotic feeling that you get when you go to the polls. These are the I people... I have not walked into a polling center since they allowed mail-in voting. Well, you know, you're under 50, right? You think about the people that go to the polls and they wear their stickers proudly yeah, all stickers day cause long. Because I, I mail Like, it all day. If they could, they would wear them all week long, right? It's very patriotic. It's the symbolism. It's filling out that ballot and putting it in the envelope and but mailing I, it. I don't think that that in and of itself somewhere. makes you a either more informed voter or a better voter. I think that's personal preference. And by the way, I'm not saying take away going there. I just want the option to vote on my phone. I'm not saying you have to do either or. I want more easy, accessible ways for people to vote. I want to make voting more popular. Mm-hmm. I want as few barriers as possible. I, I can understand that. That's a fair because point. Because my argument to you then would also be, Monica, that any concerns you might have of nefarious behavior or bad actors, mm-hmm. 
Think about it on a national election. If 300 million people voted, who cares if 15 of them did it wrong? It won't affect anything. True. You see what I'm saying? If you could get the masses involved, Mm -hmm. it weeds out any... And Irregularity. That's, that's one of the arguments against voter fraud that there it really doesn't exist. No, it all doesn't. That much. It doesn't. No, that's it's a. There's something to be said for tradition, though. I'm just saying. Well, maybe you should ride a horse to the polling center while you're at it. That'd be kind of fun. Oh my goodness! Didn't Yeehaw! Roy Moore do that? Didn't Roy Moore do that? Remember Yeehaw! that? Ran for Senate in Alatucky somewhere. I, I don't know. And he rode his horse. How do you fit that much irrelevant information in your brain? Well, only because Roy Moore's horse had a Twitter feed that was phenomenal. <laughs> and did he do a Twitter poll? <laughs> Roy Moore's. Yeah. Did waterboarding work? Enhanced interrogation techniques. You might not know it, but they're actually on trial right now. We're going to take you to Guantanamo Bay. That's coming up next on Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Recently, there was a a film that came out. It's on Amazon called The Report. The Report. Yeah. And it stars uh, Adam Driver. And I had the chance. It stars Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Ren. I got to see it now. (laughs) Um, And... I had a chance to interview the director and the man that Kylo Ren plays, who was a former FBI agent and Senate staffer who was involved in the investigation into enhanced interrogation techniques. You've heard this before, right? Like watching the impeachment trial. Thank you. So the movie is relatively new. It came out, but it was based on a little report. Um, 6,000 some odd pages that showed from Pentagon documents, CIA documents, that their torture techniques, enhanced interrogation, whatever you want to call it, waterboarding. Because we're not supposed to torture people. Didn't work. Did not achieve desired results. And you got to believe some of that is coming up right now because maybe you know this or maybe you don't. We now are actually having a trial in Guantanamo Bay where we are putting some of these. Do you call them terrorists? Alleged terrorists? I don't know. People that we've been holding in Guantanamo Bay are finally getting their day in court. A great example of this, and and by the way, I'm all in favor of this. Of of what? Torture? Waterboarding? Or trials? Trial. Oh, okay. Because I think it's in keeping with our American ideals, in keeping with our Constitution. For example, there is a prisoner, Abu Zubaydah. Um, by the way, he was waterboarded uh, more than 80 times at a CIA site overseas. He has been in Guantanamo for 13 years. He's never been charged with a crime. I think that's un-American. I would agree with you as a uh, former uh, prosecutor. If, if we are yep. going to, if we believe in our system of justice, if we believe in our Constitution, I, 
I don't know if he's guilty or innocent. Let's assume he's guilty. Great. Mm-hmm. Let's have the trial. Right. Let's sentence him to whatever you want to say. Send us to death. That's fine. But have the process. Don't ignore the process. But because this trial is, is going on in Guantanamo Bay right now, they called the creators of the enhanced interrogation techniques, the two gentlemen who created this for the CIA, who were paid some $60 million to come up with a basically a, a, an outline, a book on how to do this. And they've testified now in court that it didn't really work and that they went too far. <laughs> These are the people that created the program. So the CIA paid a company owned by this psychologist mm-hmm. and another psychologist it's more than $80 million 80, dollars to develop the torture program yep. ultimately used by the CIA on suspected terrorists. You mentioned um, waterboarding, stress there were other positions, ones, stress, loud noise, sleep mock, deprivation, mock burials. Yeah. So they put them in what? In a a coffin. coffin underground. Yeah. And now they're coming out and testifying because right now we're having that criminal trial and there's five defendants that are on trial right now. Yeah. A suspected September 11th terrorist. They came out and testified what you just said, that it didn't work. Yeah. Or was it it worked to a certain point and they got all the information they could? Waterboarding somebody 80 times didn't glean anything after the first waterboarding, basically, is what he's saying. Well, isn't that That just stupidity, though? Well, and maybe and, after the third time you realize, eh, but see this he the movie. Else. And again, you can go watch. It's called The Report. <clears throat> it opened my eyes to something. And, and and again, this is not. It's it's based on a real story, and it's based on an actual report. It's based on testimony that we have, documents that exist. Because I think if you ask most people, did waterboarding or torturing terrorists get information that prevented? other terrorist attacks, things like that. I think most people would say, yes, it did. The problem is, there's no evidence of it. There's no evidence that any of it ever did anything. There is evidence that they lied to the, 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 the CIA officers to stop the waterboarding, told them whatever they wanted to hear, didn't turn out to be any true, but that no information was clean, no lives were saved because of it. Well, but I think part of it is with these defendants, criminals, terrorists, whatever they are in Guantanamo Bay, they are there for past crimes, right? Yeah, they were picked up on a battlefield or whatever, right. right. It's my understanding that we don't go and arrest a suspected terrorist, then put them in Guantanamo because there is a future thing planned. I mean, we we just kill them. We just take them out with a drone if Mm -hmm. it's something that's future planned. So how much information can they really have? And if they've been in prison or not even prison, Guantanamo Bay for 13 years, how is torturing them going to give you any more information? They've been there for 13 years. How do they know anything else? How do they know anything new past the moment that they committed allegedly? Whatever it was that they did. Yeah, I, I just... The concept of not giving them a trial or charging them is is just beyond what I can imagine. Well, and again, it, it gets to the point. And and by the way, I know people that that like to do, that, that believe in this. Well, the terrorists don't give us a trial. That's true. Yeah, but I understand. People, we're American. I believe we're better than them. You want to be as bad as them? Okay, that's Torture. you. I, I believe in the Constitution. Torture them. That's fine. But they need a trial. 
I would say only torture if it worked. There's no evidence it worked. Well, you know, if they did it, I'd say torture them. I'm God. That, that's terrible. My God, I'm terrible. Anyway, so the golf tournament hailed as the People's Open returns to the TPC Scottsdale as the Waste Management Phoenix Open tees off on January 27th and runs through February 2nd. Head to the rewards page at KTAR.com right now for your chance to win two Greenskeeper passes. I hear that's really good. To the greatest show on grass. Should emotional support animals be banned from flights? Apparently, we're getting closer and closer to that. We're going to talk about it. Coming up next on Arizona's News Station. Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Have you flown recently? I flew a lot over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I, I flew from... Oh, my God. I flew across country. I don't remember which one. And I was sitting in a bulkhead, bulkhead mm-hmm. window. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's the first row when you come in. Not first class, but right after first class. Yeah. Okay. And you get a little extra leg room, by the way. I yeah, like, you like do. Bulkheads. Because you stare at a wall. But I think had about a, how you're lesser than those in first class. <laughs> the girl sitting in the middle seat had a dog. An okay. emotional support dog. And it was a big dog. Not like, like a, a tiny lab? one. It, well, it had to lie down in front. And so I didn't have any problem with it. It was the cutest dog in the world. Uh, um, it was well-behaved. It was cute. It licked my fingers. I liked the dog. Okay. Um, but I can understand how, and, and I, I certainly didn't question her about her need for it. Um, are people taking advantage of emotional support animals in order to just travel with their pets. The U.S. Department of Transportation is um, in the process of maybe changing those rules. Goodbye emotional support pigs and parrots and rabbits. Under the new rules proposed by the U.S. Department of Transportation, service animals would be limited to dogs. Airlines would no longer be required to recognize emotional support animals, and those that do could require the animals to be trained and support a passenger's disability. United, American, and Southwest Airlines have all come out in support of the plan. Trade organization Airlines for America says limiting the animals to dogs is a positive step in protecting the legitimate right of passengers to travel with a service animal. So there is a difference between a service animal and an emotional support animal, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I'm not just making that up. A service animal has to be trained, uh, just like what the sound said. It has to be well, trained. For example, it has if to be you're qualified, you might have a, a seeing eye dog. Yeah. Like you're blind. That's mm-hmm. a service animal. Or if you're prone to seizures, you have... Seizure alert dog. Yes. Uh, others are physical. They help mm-hmm. you walk. Okay. So that's a service animal. Mm-hmm. And you have a injury ailment that is required for that. Yes. Emotional support is a lot harder to That's prove. like me hating to fly and give up control and being claustrophobic and being stuck in a plane and wanting my little Gracie to sit on my lap. Because what's what's she a just, little Gracie? Oh, the, she's my little miniature dachshund. Got it. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. She's my little lap dog. Um, on my lap so that I could pet her and pay attention to her. She could distract her and make me feel better. Less anxious. I don't take Gracie on the plane. I, I, I will acknowledge that I think people have, certainly recently, what, last 10 years, completely taken advantage of this. And 
Stevie Z made the argument, and I think this is good. The argument that people make for emotional support animals, well, it's the argument you make for having a pet, right? I mean, it's the same thing. I hear all the time, well, my dog makes me happy, and like Monica said, I'm less stressed, stressed. I'm less anxious. Uh My argument is, yeah, that's called having a dog. Yeah, but that happens in your house, too. That's why you get a dog. Right. That doesn't mean you get to take it on the plane. Right. Well, you can still take some of your animals on a plane. There's just different rules. They have to be in a pet carrier or something like that, right? I couldn't just, well, now maybe well, I could you have, have Gracie to, on my Here's lap, the reason. But... You have to pay for it. Yeah. And they, they don't make you pay for service animals and emotional support. So people are just getting around having to pay for their pets on the plane. So what we have is people taking advantage of this, Agreed. going from the service to the emotional support and people bringing pigs and whatever they else. I even heard a snake on there. God forbid. There but are anyway, snakes oh, they on no this good purpose. plane. I would have to get off the plane. But anyway, yeah. so we've got the Department of Transportation thinking about banning all emotional support animals and service animals only allowed dogs so and they want to so here's here's the proposal and it appears to have a lot of support from the airlines you would need to fill out three forms before you got on the plane with your dog first one would be from a vet to certify your animals in good health so that it doesn't have the coronavirus the second form would be filled out by the owner that attests to the animal's good behavior. So it doesn't attack anybody else or bite them. The third one would have to, uh, um, you would have to uh, attest to the fact that your animal will not relieve itself or if it does so, do so in a sanitary manner. For only flights over For eight, eight hours. hours. Right. Mm-hmm. And only be a dog. And can only be a dog. So you can't have all these emotional support miniature horses. Although I hear there was one. Yeah, there was. Emotional Um, support peacock. Oh, come on. I'm not. Why would I make that up? I'm not that smart. God, that's worse than a No, it's By the way, Pilot Dan. Hmm. By the way, Pilot Dan lives right here. Mm -hmm. Buddy of mine. Yeah. I'm walking through the Dallas airport last week. (laughs) You see. Head on. (laughs) And he looks at me and goes, Dan. Okay. So anyway, Dan says, Pilot Dan. Yes. Too many emotional, too many animals on the pit. An emotional support pig, I've seen one on my flight. Yeah. Pilot Dan. I hear they're smarter than dogs. By the way, I almost didn't recognize Dan because whenever I see Dan, he's not wearing the little epaulets and the little pilot's captain's hat. So when I passed him in the airport, I was like, that can't be him. Did his wings look tired? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, he flies the plane. Stevie Z is proud of that one. (laughs) It doesn't even it doesn't even require a response. Oh, that's awesome! That does not even good job. (laughs) Senators do not appear to be taking the impeachment trial very seriously. (laughs) Is that why none of us are? We'll talk about it next on Arizona's news station.